Welcome to Motorsport Coaching, the podcast for racers with racers. Miss Motivate can help get you to the next level. Every episode, she talks to the best racers of today and those that can get you there. She'll help you get better. Racing new. At fitness, nutrition, sports psychology, sponsorship, social media, public relations, and media training. Connect with Miss Motivate at motivatetraining.com.au. That's M O T I V, the number eight, training.com.au. And now, to help get you to the next level, Miss Motivate herself, Belinda Risley. Hi, guys, and welcome to episode 17 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Can't believe we've already reached 17 episodes. I hope you've been enjoying them as much as I have, and hopefully, they're getting better as we go along. Today, I've been joined by a friend, a poor man. He's the co founder of True Direction Financial. Basically, we're going to be discussing the importance of budgets, how to set up one, how to analyze those real costs associated with motorsports, and hopefully, come around with a clear idea of whether you can afford to race in 2019. So stay tuned for some tips at the end. Welcome to the show, Paul. Great. Thanks, Belinda. I'm really happy to be here today. As I am having you as my guest, Paul. Um, just for people who don't really understand, what exactly does a financial planner do? Okay. Well, a financial planner or a financial advisor is really there to help people achieve their goals in life, but from a financial purpose. So a lot of people want to you know, buy a house or just retire, you know, buy cars, whatever it is, you know, reduce their debt. And a financial advisor or a financial planner comes up with a, a way of structuring their financial life to align their life goals with their financial life. So for me, it's really about goal setting. I start with goal setting and then we align uh, people's lives to those goals. Mm-hmm. And so most of obviously our audience is around motorsport competitors and you know, running a business is pretty much what they should be doing. So how does financial assistance or financial planning um, tie into that relationship? What are some of the things that people um, could be looking at and improving on? Well, it seems to me and from, from what you've told me that uh, this is not a cheap exercise getting into motorsport. Would that be no, right? Correct. Right. So... Everything's about money. So if you want to pursue this, whether it's a, as a recreation or as a business, um, I think you've got to have a business hat in on no matter what because you don't want to start digging yourself dig a big, deep, dark financial holes to chase a hobby, unless you've got the resources, of course. But for me, it, the first thing that I would start out, whether it's in motorsport or in life in general, is to make sure you understand your cash flow. Um, knowing where this money is going to come from. Um, for me, that's the building block of everything. I've got a set formula that I've used for a very long time um, with people, with managing their money. And the first thing is understanding where to start and what it's going to cost you. And, and that's doing a budget. Um, sounds like a bad word, budgets, <laughs> diets, you know, they're, they're not great words. No. Because people don't generally know where to start with them. Correct. Right? So for me... Getting people to do that, helping them through that process of understanding. and t- the, the first step is awareness, understanding where you are. So having awareness about your situation, what you need, and really, again, focusing on those goals, setting those goals, monetizing those goals so you know how much it's going to cost you, and then understanding where you're going to get the money to do that, whether you're borrowing, whether you're getting sponsorship, whether you're going to earn money, you know, you back yourself to win races and earn money that way, um, you know, uh, that's that's at the other end, but starting out, 
just like any business, that's the toughest part. So understanding your cash flow uh, by having a really tight, great budget, that's the start. So at Motivate, we try and provide some resources to the guys at the beginning of the financial year and um, at the beginning of every other race year for them to ideally every time they race to record their expenses to make sure they capture all those incidentals. Um, do you have any resources or locations that people can go to access um, expense sheets or cash flow sheets or how do people start out finding this information? Look, uh, yeah, it's a good question, Linda. There's a lot of different ways um, you can do a budget. Look, we, we've got our own cash flow or, or budget formula you know it's just a, an excel spreadsheet to be honest that tries to capture everything it's not that hard this is rocket science but it is um something that you have to do and it's people it's something people avoid because they don't know where to start so look there's a lot of tools around there you know money smart is a great place to go to which is a government website that's got a lot of information um there's a lot of budgeting tools out there just google it um or you know obviously contact me and, and I'll help you through that process as well. Um, maybe you can have one of our budget sheets, Blinda, and, and, and send it out to people Shall if we? they need it. Yep, we can put that in the show notes at the end today. It's really about knowing. Uh, uh, look, it's not about the spreadsheet though. It, it, you can sit and write this stuff out on a piece of paper if you want it. Um, it's really about making sure you capture uh, the essential pieces. Um, you know, for me, it's always starting with the income. So knowing your income um, after tax, knowing what you're going to bring in. Um, and then you've got to understand your, your costs. Now, when we talk about people on an individual or, or you know, couples basis, I always talk about it as your cost of life. So what it costs you to live. So you minus that from your income and whatever's left over is what you have to spend. right? Because what it costs you to live doesn't change. And that's having a roof over your head and food and all the basics. And I'm talking about personal basis here, I suppose it's pretty much the same with businesses. And then once you know what's left over, then you can align that to either having some fun or uh, putting it towards your goals and hopefully a balance. And those goals need to be short-term, long-term uh, and medium-term sometimes as well. So just understanding, again, what your goals are and then aligning everything towards that. Some great advice there. I understand you're not a tax accountant, but do you think it's beneficial for those hobbies um, amateurs um, to set their um, sport up as a business or uh, like to, to potentially to offset all of this stuff? Potentially. Or? No, look, I am not a tax accountant, but you know, I'm a, I've been a licensed advisor for, for 20 years. So I, I am licensed to deal with tax. But um, look, it, the answer to that one is it depends. Mm -hmm. It depends on how seriously you're taking it and whether you do have um, you know, some, some good deductions there to offset any income. Um, obviously, if you do start making income out of it, if you're claiming tax deductions, then potentially that's taxable as well. So um, in your corner needs to be a good team of people, right? When you're racing, you've got to have a great team. Yeah, of course. Right? Off, off the track, you've got to have a great team as well. So financial advisor, a good financial advisor for your long-term goals, a good tax accountant is essential as well because they will guide you through that. You've probably got one on a personal basis. Um, you know, they'd be the people I'd be asking that type of question to. Um, but yeah, you've got to have these these people off the track as well as the, the ones on the track. Agree, hundred and fifty percent. Hence, why our slogan is maximising performances on and off the track. Look, I did that without even <laughs> without any prompting. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, so, what other things other than budgets? And obviously, um, we've got cash flow. Um, 
and working out income after tax um, and the cost of the sport, um, should people be looking into? Is there anything else? Well, I suppose there's a whole range of different things. Look, not I'm, I'm not a, a racing expert, but uh, you know, personal insurances and things like that are, are, are very important um, along the way, depending on, uh, again, how much risk you're taking. I, I'd be making, well, it depends on, again, what you're doing there. I'm not sure how well we can get it, racing car drivers insured along that. Well, that's but, what I was going to ask. Can athletes take out income protection? Potentially, yeah. <laughs> Again, insurance, <laughs> insurance is, uh, is is a tricky is a tricky world. We do a lot of insurance for a lot of people, and um, when when people are look when the insurers are looking at, they're obviously looking at the risk involved, mm -hmm. um, and uh, depending on what you're racing and then your experience and all those sort of things, I'm sure there are quite a few risks involved. So it would be a case by case basis. What I would say is that if you're a parent of a a junior um, athlete who's, who's trying to make their way and your income is the most important piece of the pie, you really need to insure yourself to ensure the longevity of your financial plan and what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. So it's about having a total assessment and yeah. that's probably what we do. You know, look at your total situation and show you any gaps that are available, you know, that, that are evident and then try and fill them up uh, in any way we possibly can. So, yeah, insurances are a massive one. not sure what else where we should go there. <laughs> Long term I'm sure, investments. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm like sure there's a debt. Debt is yeah, a big one. Debt, okay? Yeah, okay. So yeah. if you're borrowing uh, for this situation and you know you're you're loading up on debt, look, especially right now where we are in the debt cycle, uh, money has been cheap for a very long time, and people are very much used to that situation, um, and they're you know used to getting money you know under under five percent, you know. Um, that's probably not going to be a situation that's going to keep going forward. So look that interest rates will rise over time. So at historic lows. And then also the current lending situation, um, things are going to get a bit tighter. So just be careful if you've got some loans out there and you think you'll roll them over at some stage, that might start getting a little bit difficult. So you might want to ask someone to have a look at things for you. Yep. Again, you know, someone like a good financial advisor or, or a very, very good mortgage broker can help you with those sort of things just to really assess where you are and then also once you start getting into debt for this sort of situation and you're hoping for the income to come in from sponsorship, what sponsorship <laughs> or exactly just make sure those are lined up because once you've got a debt to pay you've got to keep paying it and you don't want to keep digging holes for yourself that's all and again that comes back to that whole budget situation yeah. knowing what you're getting into and, and being very very clear about that Unfortunately, in motorsport, there's more expenses than actual income awarded. So, only on rare categories that you might have a pole position that could potentially win a, a small check for 1000 right. 5000 Some of the Speedway guys get a lot more money and why people raise that. Um, so, again, it really depends on the category. But in a whole, generally, there's not a lot of money to be made from prize money. So, it's all so about the sponsorship. It is really about the sponsorship, about the sponsorship. and being, okay. you know, social media influencers these days and um, being brand ambassadors and getting paid that way. So... Okay, so I would say line those people up well before you're um, diving into debt. Yeah. Or, or save up beforehand. It's always a good, <laughs> that's always a good way to do it, if you possibly can. Yeah, unfortunately a lot of these guys have been racing or their kids have been racing since they're seven years old. Yeah. So they've, they've started quite young and they might be, you know, seven years into the journey and they're still the kids only 14, 15, looking to see their potential. So it is an industry that has a lot of debt into it. 
Um, so how often should therefore um, the parents and people uh, reevaluate their financial position? Oh, every year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely every year. Yeah. So, and if, it's, if you're feeling a bit stressed about the situation, then more often. I mean, we review our clients a minimum of every six months in terms of uh, are they tracking to their plan um, and making sure they're on, online. Some people who are under stress, we, we actually review quarterly just to make sure that we're taking that stress out of their situation and they feel supported all the way through it. But once you get things humming yep. and you're feeling in control and you know what you're doing and you've got your, your structure for success uh, there, um, then really an annual checkup is absolutely imperative. Things change, interest rates change, yeah, personal circumstances change, costs change. So whenever things like that change, we, we encourage our clients to give us a call just to make sure we, we do a quick review. But otherwise, um, an annual review, absolutely imperative. And where can people get in contact with you? Okay. Um, look, our website is uh, www.truedirection.com com.au uh, there's a lot of information about myself and the business partners on there and also some helpful tips so yeah get in contact with us there there's emails and, and contact detail, details on there be happy to talk to anyone who needs some help so we're not finished yet i just thought i'll put that little plug <laughs> right. in there for you now and of course all these details will be in the show notes but you mentioned about goal setting and pre-planning i mean when we talk about motorsports you know realistically um from even from a kind perspective the sports around about $50,000 minimal to, to race just at a basic club level for 12 months. Right. It's absolutely ridiculous. So do you think that they should have their own budget sheets, cash flow sheets, um, if they don't have a business specifically for this sport? Absolutely. Absolutely. The more you understand about your cost base and, where you, and what you need to fund during the year, then the better off you'll be. It's all about that awareness piece. If you just let it go and you don't have control of it, my experience tells me that things won't go well and that you'll experience significant stress during that time because you're not sure what you're doing. I mean, it's just like anything. You plan, if you go on a trip somewhere, you've got to plan how to get there and where you're going and the map along the way. So this is exactly the same. Understand your costs before you start. Yeah. Even if you're in that seven-year cycle or whatever it is, <laughs> make sure you're reviewing along the way. Know what's coming up well beforehand. If you've got any extra cash reserves during the year, put them away. Don't spend them so the, and, and allocate them towards uh, what you need. And that, that's, again, that structure, banking structure and, and, and you know, a real good account structure. So you, you, you put money out of harm's way as yeah. often as possible so you don't get tempted to, to spend it on, on something you know, that isn't going to help you achieve your goals. Yeah, it's all so, about a decision-making process, really. Yeah, and so it's really important to have that cash pool sitting there as well because a lot of these categories have leasing arrangements. Right. So it might be, say, 150000 for the year, but then um, for any crashes they have, it's the insurance on top of that. So they might be having five great rounds. They might have budgeted out the 150000 for the year, but if they have, out of the six race meeting, four crashes, there's an automatically an extra $32,000 wow. You know that parents and athletes need to come up with um, to pay pay the team. So, have you got any ideas about um, or strategies how people can save that extra? I guess I've been reading Barefoot Invest at the moment. So, <laughs> are you saying well, the mojo money for those? Yeah, who yeah. Okay. So, I mean, look, <laughs> it, it is having an emergency fund, yeah. and that the, the sooner you can start. Look, that is again all about having that understanding of where your income goes, how much you've got, having that cost base, and yeah. then a lot, then really uh, making good choices about that excess money. 
we always encourage people to put it into a, a long-term savings account, so an online saver that has no access. Often it's with outside your normal bank so that there is minimal chance of you getting there <laughs> and, yeah. and using it for something that isn't there. And it is a, it's also about a long-term view, so putting money aside on a regular basis, um, not just when extra money comes in. Look, that helps, and if you can put some aside then, you know, say end of year bonuses and things like that that yep. people get. But having a, a long-term savings plan where you're actually just siphoning money off, putting it out of harm's way, building up that emergency fund so that your system is very robust. So no matter what happens, uh, you're allowing for the worst. And that if, if those four or five crashes happen, you go, yeah, that's okay. Yep. We, we planned for that. That, that, were, that was something that we looked at and we've got the money there. And if you don't use it, then happy days and you... you Got some extra mojo. <laughs> keep it going and then you siphon some off that and invest it long term into your super or into, into, into the share market or something like that. Or into so. the next race category. <laughs> yes. um, so when you talk about long term, how long does the money need to be in these long term accounts to have any fruition or great returns? Oh, look, these accounts aren't going to give you great returns because they're still short-term cash returns. Yep. Um, so, uh, look, for me, long-term is seven to ten years plus. And that's when you start talking about investing in, investing in property and, 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 uh, and the share market and, and the like where your risks are going to be reduced as opposed to... Uh, I mean, these sorts of funds that you're talking about, you really just want to put them into a cash account that you know the money's going to be there when you need it. You don't want to take any risk with that. Um, it's more longer-term money that you can take risk with, i.e. your, your superannuation and, and, and those sorts of funds. And again, this is on a personal basis, I suppose, with the business. Really, you just want it in cash totally if you're running it as a business. Yep. Not under the bed. Just in, <laughs> in, in a nice little uh, online saver. Yeah. Um, you know. And do you have any recommendations on those accounts or can you? Or... Oh, <laughs> not sure. real. I don't think I can. Uh, <laughs> look, my, most major banks and the ING's and, and whatever this world have those online savers that, yep. that are offering, you know, they might, they used to just offer a, a higher interest rate. They've sort of come back a bit and now they offer bonus rates. Yep. So if you, if you put more money in there and, you know, it, it's not great returns. I mean, while you're getting you know, 2.7% around that if, if, at the moment, look, that'll improve. They only ever track inflation, to be honest. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're not going to be great, but it's better than leaving it in your normal savings account where you're getting 0.1 of a percent and not earning anything. Yeah. So that's, that's where I recommend. Plus, they are out of harm's way. They're not linked to your, your debit card or your, your credit card or whatever it is. So, Oh, that's a good point. Credit card yeah. spending. How, do you recommend people like utilising those buy now, pay later credit card schemes where you get frequent flyer points? Because obviously um, for competitors, they can reinvest that, you know, frequent flyer points for travel to their events and stuff. So do you think paying by credit card is a great thing? It's not a great thing. So, <laughs> do, not a great thing. So here you go. Do you know the current level of credit card debt in Australia? Mm. Right now, $45 billion. Wow. The credit card debt. It's yes. a phenomenal amount of money. Um, and most of it isn't managed very well. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to get credit, but uh, not many people manage it well. If you manage it well and you pay that credit card off each month, um, you can get great bonuses. Yeah. Free good fly so points said, and all. Yep. If you are diligent with it and you use it properly, absolutely a great vehicle um, to earn extra extra points. Um, you know, sometimes the costs can outweigh, but if you're using, look, the only way to use frequent flyer points is flights, really. Yeah. That's the best value yeah. uh, by far. Um, all the other ways, 
the dollar per point that you're getting isn't really worth it. But if you're using it for flights, yeah, you can bank up a, a lot of things. I, I've recommended um, a lot of my trading clients and things like that who, yeah, you know, and, and they use their companies and they bill on, they pay for a lot, a lot of supplies on their, their credit cards and they, yeah. they get end of year trips and things like that. That's right. So if you use it correctly, yes. But the caveat there, Blender, is if you use it correctly because I've seen a lot of people get into a lot of trouble on credit cards. You know, when, well, home loan debts are 4%. You know, they're charging 18 to 20%. It's, it's modern day robbery at the moment in credit cards and I don't know how the banks get away with it, to be honest. <laughs> but then again, that's where a trustee financial advisor or a tax accountant will come in handy to help guide you that. Yeah, probably more the financial advisor than yep. the, the, the accountant. Accountants are going to deal with your tax and your, your end of year books. Mm -hmm. uh, advisors, financial planners and financial advisors are much more focused on your, your future and, and, again, aligning your finances to help you achieve your, achieve your life goals. Well, Paul, thank you for all that information today. <laughs> that, that was all good? I think it was fantastic. Right. Um, I hope everyone out there got some information. Uh, just before we go, I always ask the last question. Um, do you actually follow motorsport? Uh, look, I do. Um, I'm probably not uh, a massive fan of every layer of That's it. That's okay. I just wanted to know, do you have a favourite racetrack? Oh, Bathurst, absolutely. Yeah? Always. Well, my uh, part of my family live out at Bathurst and, uh, yeah, so Did it's they? always... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, my uncle used to be the mayor of Bathurst. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've all, it's always held a special place in my heart. I've driven around there plenty of times and uh, had weddings out there on the track, like oh, one of the uh, function places off the track. Very much uh, an affinity with the with Bathurst, as I'm sure many of you. I think so. Do. Well, I think you're interview number 17, and out of 17, I'm pretty sure about 14 <laughs> have said Bathurst, and the <laughs> other three are going to Phillip Island. Right, yeah. Well, um, so other than the website, where can people get in contact with you? Uh, my email address, if you want. Sure. Uh, paul.man at truedirection.com.au. Yeah. Yeah, feel free to contact me. and. Uh, yeah. So if they're after that budget sheet, they can go directly to you too. Absolutely. Yeah, just email you through just to yeah. get the cash flow. Or, yeah, and if you've got any questions, look, uh, yeah, always happy to have a chat about people and, and look into their needs and, uh, and see what they're, what they're trying to achieve and see if we can help them out in some way. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much again for your time, Paul. I'll see you next time. Great. Thanks, Blinda. Bye. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in motorsport coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at MotivateT. Until next time, take care. Get ready for the race. Do you feel one step closer to being the next superstar behind the wheel? MotivateTraining.com.au for more. M-O-T-I-V, the number eight, training.com.au. The green flag. Every episode gets you one step closer to the checkered flag. The Motorsport Coaching Podcast, getting you to the checkered flag faster.